Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com golf. Fella. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is Brendan Steele. You're listening to Missing Curfew. to a fresh episode of missing curfew in studio edition up dog fella what's going on Oops. we got an in-studio guest here this is not how many in-studio guests we had we had Tamu salani and jim abbott we had dirty honey oh dirty honey as we well. had uh getsy getsy in studio that was action park media but chat deuces chat deuces so we've had a couple yeah a couple we've guys had a couple but uh friend of the pod three-time pga tour winner our boy Steeler. Sick hat, fella. Thanks for coming in the studio. <laughs> Thanks for having me, boys. Love yeah. you, boys. Welcome. Happy to be here. Well, yeah. we know you put a lot of time in at the golf course, so it's nice to peel you away from there to come in and shoot the shit with the boys, you know? It is nice. I like doing anything that isn't golf, so this is great. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I saw a clip of Brett Hall. I mean, Updog often talk about, you know, what we miss of the game. And I say I don't miss fucking really anything about it except for playing the game, the paychecks, and, you know, the other stuff. And Brett Hall was like, I hated hockey. I just like playing the games, working out, training, traveling, all that was horse shit. So I know what you're saying, but sometimes you just got to get away from it and just kind of chill. Yeah, absolutely. And I, Brett's actually been my partner at the American Express down in the desert before. How's he hit it? He hits it good. He hits it hard. He's a good player. <laughs> how he drunk loves, did he, he get? That's my question. What's that? Like how drunk did he get? Uh, pretty drunk. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the nights got him more than than the rounds with me. But uh, oh, like the late nights. Yeah, the late. Yeah, nights. yeah. Because he'll sit around and he won't. You know, he'll want to shoot the shit and not. Yeah, go he's to a, bed. he's a guy's guy. He wants to hang. Hey, up dog. Hey, up dog. So up dog started this. <laughs> we're getting. I on. didn't start. We're it. already getting off topic here. Still, I have my bullet points ready, but so we're at, no, you didn't start it. I apologize. Thank we're at, we're at Gauzer Ranch and we're there for the member guests with Russ Courtney and the boys. And I'm down at the tree bar and the guy comes down. And he goes, "Tree bar is closed," and I'm like. Sir, I'm not a member here, but I know one thing. This tree bar hasn't closed in three days. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and he goes, there's been an altercation in the men's grill. And I'm like, this has Upshaw written all over it, right? So I go up there. Long story short, the Updog, some guy started throwing fruit or whatever at the fucking thing. So me and Updog, drunkest I've ever seen him, by the way. That night we got drunk. And so we get back the next day, we ride in one of those buggies. And Brett Hall's like, hey, Upshaw, way to start that fight last night and moonwalk your way right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Holly. Eh? Yeah. He's like, yeah, holy fuck. I didn't start it. Hey, get out of the way. But uh, I love that Gossip Ranch. Have you been there before? No, I haven't. Yeah. I, I need to get up there for sure. The tree bar is special. So uh, still an off season here for you right around the holiday time. I know you've taken some time off. So um, how's that been? And, and, and when are you going to start your, your PGA Tour season? Yeah, this has been awesome. I mean, super fun time right now. Uh, my daughter's five. So Christmas wow. holidays are just so fun. We're doing yeah. activities nonstop. 
Um, Have you seen Santa yet with her? Oh yeah. So Did you do the we've fashion been Santa Santa? everywhere? So yeah, it's yeah. been, it's been a little crazy. I get, keep getting worried because we're seeing so many different Santas that I'm waiting for yeah. her to kind of go like, wait a second. Here. This is actually on? funny. Sorry, but hold your thought. Cause last night we went to fashion Island for the big, like 80 foot tree with the Santa and, and then it snows every like half hour and they play like, you know, Mariah Carey, whatever. And, um, all the fake snow is coming down on Izzy's face and it's like in her eyes and she starts like crying. And then I'm looking at, I got Beckham like in the little stroller and it's all over his face and he starts crying. I'm like, what kind of Christmas is this? Like everyone's <laughs> fucking crying around. Uh, but it was hilarious. Yeah. Just fake snow in Orange County. Like I'm like, oh, this is. That Christmas tree is it's fucking Christmas. massive. That's a big boy. I was there the other day too. It's massive. Massive. Yeah. So sorry to cut you off. Oh. <laughs> where were we that's all right well, we got naked santa here with the with the half chub there in the, in the, at the beginning. yeah i was asking you when your first tournament's gonna be you think when you're yeah, gonna start so your schedule i'll leave january 9th uh go to sony over in hawaii and then come back and play palm desert um, oh yeah, yeah yeah after that it's a, it's a little tricky for me i love the uh i love the west coast obviously um and i love all the florida events which come right after that um so i have to find a couple events to take off, which I think unfortunately is going to be Torrey Pines and Pebble Beach, but two that, uh, you know, are pretty good in their own right. But, um, be out at Phoenix where I saw you boys last yeah, year. Yeah. I think you're coming out again. I'm com- we're coming out again with our boys, but, but real quick on, on starting out on, uh, in Hawaii, like how, how nice is that? Where is that just where you're like, all right. Cause after training camps over, like, all right, it's a new season here, boys. All right. Like when you're starting in Mau and uh, Sony, are you like, here we go. Now body's feeling good. It's nice and warm. And then you got to come to the West coast to play like the cold events, but is that, that's gotta be a nice place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Sony's really great. Um, you know, you get excited when you have a break, like we don't have a break before the actual start of the new season, the way it is right now, you know, the playoffs end and then we start the fall. So there's, there's really not a break. It just feels like you're continuing the same thing. This is where you feel like it's actually off season. You get a break and then you get excited to get. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come over and watch you in Sony. Maybe I'll get over there. Um, you mentioned talking about like finding a couple breaks in the season or whatnot. What's changed from when you were like a young Brendan Steele and maybe wanting to play in every event to now like, like you know, fine tuning like the travel to, I guess what what makes you decide which events you need to play and which ones you take off. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's tough. Like my first year, I think I played 32 events, um, which is now that's insane. You know, for reference, um, I I kind of play like. 23 to 25 now. And that's, that's right where I like to sit. Um, but I'm one of the older guys now and I've got a family and and my body needs to recover and just don't like being out there the way that I used to. (laughs) So there's a lot of factors involved there. And I I normally play well coming off of a break because I, I just, I'm excited to practice, excited to get out there and mentally feeling good and and ready to go versus like, there's nothing worse for me than when I'm traveling a lot and my family's not there and I'm playing poorly then it's just like, oh man, what am I doing here? Like yeah. life's too short to be doing this. And, I gotta and, get back to California. Yeah. And in hockey, that's like, I'm not playing back to backs. There's no chance. Yeah. I told Tom roll that in the, in the minors. I said, I'm not three and threes. I said, I, you, I'm not playing one fucking Sunday <laughs> afternoon and you can pencil, you can put a Sharpie right fucking now. I can call Dale town. I ain't playing three and threes. I was like 32, three years old, four years old. I'm like, no chance of that happening. I when I was Dale. younger, I, we loved it. I was like, fuck it. I bring it on. But 10 years in the show going back to the jungle. I'm like, I'm not playing three and three. So I know what you're talking about there. What a good guy. Dale Talon is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a love hate relationship with Dale. <laughs> I have a love hate. Cause <laughs> I, he introduced me to Dale. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Florida, a great guy. Yeah. Just, yeah. he, you know, he didn't give me my one way that I thought I went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. But he's my type of guy. He loves to golf and he's not in the office very much. So he's, Perfect. Good guy. To fucking hang around. Gave the up dog a big ticket too. So he's okay he by did. me. Yeah, it was Mike true. Santos actually. Shout out. And, uh, Keegan Bradley and I gave him a call about Sean Thornton. Getting, That's right. Start uh, Thornton's ball rolling. Wow. Back there. Yeah. You and now look at Thornton. Thornton's like running the whole building now. He's like, yeah. The, so the Keegan man. and I like to take credit for that. You know, clearly. You should. I have. A, we're gonna talk hockey. We're, we're got you to talk hockey. Just a little bit more golf. But how do you like four days in a row? Like I played. I don't know. I, I got Larry a pro, but still like four days in a row. That's got to be like. If you make the cut, you get the money. But you're still like, man, I got two more days. Of this shit. I'm sitting 35th. Or how do you motivate yourself to? It's just part of the gig, I guess. Yeah, when you're making the cut, you feel okay. Yeah. It, it, you know, the thing is, it's really hard to play four good days in a row. Totally. That's that's the thing is, even like when I've won tournaments, like I've had one kind of slow day where it's like, ah, things didn't quite work today. I got off to a bad start. I hung in there just hanging around. Um, and Because you kind of think like, oh, when a guy wins, he plays four great rounds, but it's really not the case. It's really hard to do that. Um, and a lot of the time, I mean, I'm probably only going to have five weeks of the year where like, 
physically, my game feels good. Mentally, I feel like I'm in a good spot. And then hopefully that all kind of comes together. And then the rest of the time is just like chaos. Like it's just, <laughs> it just sounds mad. a lot like my career, but yeah, it sounds I mean, a lot like my career. The, some of the shots that I hit out there are just like, I, I can't believe that I'm even capable of hitting such bad shots. I mean, and, and usually like when my buddies or my family's out there, they kind of see things and they go like, what in the hell yeah, is yeah. that? No, we've you know? seen it. Like, <laughs> you you wouldn't believe like what you doing? He never does that when he's playing with me. And it's we've like, we've seen it, Steeler. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you pinpointed what like that one bad round in, in those moments? Like what's it from? Is it a tough night's sleep? Is it like the time change maybe? Is it kind of. Are you just like, fuck, I just don't feel good today? Or is there any rhyme or reason or is it just golf? It seems like there's not any rhyme or reason. Yeah. It's basically what you want to do for me, my swing's based on a lot of timing. I got a weird grip. I got a weird swing. So what I want to do is find a really good feel or thought at the beginning of the week. So like Tuesday or Wednesday, right before the round, right before the tournament starts so that I can hopefully carry that through to Sunday. And uh, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's hard to keep doing the same thing because inevitably you're doing something that's a little different to what you think you're doing. For sure. So my coach will say all the time, like, well, it's just the same stuff we've been working on. And I'm like, no, I've been trying to do that. And he's like, well, yeah, you've been trying to do that, but you're not doing it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Well, like, shit. Yeah. It's, I thought I was doing the maxed out version of whatever you've told me. And he's like, no, you're doing the same stuff you're doing. Before. So yeah. you just don't know what's happening with your swing and with your game a lot of the time. And then sometimes you just end up with, with a, a tough condition as far as like where the wind direction or the pins that day, you know, or the numbers like, fuck, no, you know, there's it's, a lot of, there's just so many factors. It might be like, Oh, they put a, they put a lot of pins uh, on the right side today. And I didn't like where the wind was coming for them. Yeah. You can't get the right number, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have that times in, numbers in, in a flight of golf at big K and I'm like, fuck off really that number again. Like, and then there's other days where I'm like, that's 150. I'm like, give me that nine iron. I got that yeah, shot. But right. like, you just, you're nailing it. You're like, oh, this is perfect. I, I can't be short. I can't be long. Like I hit a good shot. It's going to go right where yeah. I need it to. And then other times you're like, well, nine's in the front bunker and eight's going over the green. So what do I do? Yeah. Are you a, a shout out to our boy, Jason Beach. Beecher loves you. He's been helping me with my swing here. I was never a big video guy when I played hockey, right? I just, I didn't like to watch it. I probably maybe should have watched a little bit more. Are you a video guy? And fuck, did my swing look ugly on video? But do you go to video a lot? Or are you more of a feel guy or just your coach tells you? Yeah, I'm more of a feel guy. My coach will show me on video. Um, but that, like, I have such a weird swing. I mean, I'm the same. Like, I look at it and I go like, oh, I'm swinging nice. Uh, let's take a look at this. And it's like, oh, Jesus, that's, that's no good. And I know exactly. <laughs> that's how I said about my NHL game. I'm like, I look like that out there. I didn't feel like that. Yeah, and with your swing, you always think it's better than it is. I mean, I remember Lupul. Uh, getting a video of his swing going like, no, no, it doesn't look like that. How about his putting stroke? Yeah, right. He's never seen that. It's gotten better though. You know what he'd he'd always say to me though, when in the midst of his worst putting is no, no, no. Steeler tells me to keep it close to my feet like this. I'm like, buddy, the the ball is sitting on your toenails. The ball is right beside your your feet. I'm like, just back it up a bit. Look a little more calm. Yeah. Yeah, Look a little more athletic. Look like a fucking guy that made the all-star team in the NHL. I remember him him topping one off the tee one day when we were playing. And he's like, come on, you're a professional athlete for God's sakes. (laughs) I love loops. And you play a lot with loops because there's no ball that he doesn't want to track down. eh? Like he'll hit one 40 yards, right? He's still looking for it. Like, I think it's over here, boys. Yeah. Maybe get a, get a club on it. (laughs) I do want to say this and we'll move on. First of all, you were fourth in all driving, uh, all total driving. Last time I played with you, this guy's bombing it, but you are absolutely bombing it. That's got to be a nice, all the stuff you just talked about, right? We, and we go through like the NHL, there's long seasons and stuff like that. But to know you have that weapon in your bag that, hey, worst case scenario, I'm going to go out here and bomb it past these guys. That's got to, I mean, you got to kind of show up and be like, all right, here we go. Yeah. So I think you're talking about is uh, the status strokes gained off the tee. So okay. it's kind of a combination of, it's basically like total driving, but it's a combination of, of how long you hit it and where it ends up and whatever. It's way above my pay grade as far as how they calculate it. But yeah, when you're, if you're up there with guys like Rory and John Rahm and Will Zalatoris and yeah. like guys who are top players in the world and are known for driving it really well, that's, that's always a, a good thing. And um, I've always leaned on that. That's been kind of the best part of my game for, for a long time now. But, um, as I'm getting older, that's even more important because getting to like, I'm going to be 40 this year and there's not that many guys who are 40 out there playing. And usually (laughs) crazy now, right? Usually as they get to that age, they start to slow down. So I'm constantly trying to keep my speed up without getting hurt too, which is, 
it's a tough yeah. uh, balance. You know, you want to you want to hit it hard and and keep that speed going without getting hurt and somehow keep it in play too. So yeah, it's a delicate balance. But I've been able to do it pretty well. If if my driver doesn't go to where it should, I am a your driver's. I mean, if you know, I'm a mediocre golfer at best. It's like if I, if I don't drive it, then I'm like you know. Don't I'm even talk to me. Over. Don't even talk to me about drivers. All right. Huh? Your driver's a weapon. I know it is, but if it's not on, I'm like shooting 88, 85. Yeah, that's true. But that doesn't happen. For and those I'm kids. losing it's a, a ton a of money because I'm a scratch now and it's fucking not perfect. Well, that's your fucking yeah, short game. I'm like scratch. a point. That's your zero, short game. I'm plus 04 now. Your Oof. short game. If you want me to be honest with you, your short game is not good enough. I know it stinks. Scratch. That's why if I don't drive it and put it on the green, I'm a. I'm like a nine handicap. <laughs> no, you're definitely not a nine <laughs> handicap. But Steeler Waste Management, we are sponsors here at DraftKings. You were unbelievable last year coming over and sitting down with us. Um, we're going to be there again with DraftKings. We got a busy couple of weeks, but you'll be there and just <laughs> great event. You were talking earlier about how all the everyone's going to be playing in it. Yeah, it's uh, what they're calling an elevated event now. So um, basically, all the top players on tour have to play. They really don't have a choice. I think there's twelve events, and you're allowed to skip one. So. Wow. Um, you know, there might be a couple guys that skip that one. It might just be too much chaos for them. But in general, you're going to get it always gets a great field. There's always top dogs there and stuff. But this year, it's going to be the guys who always passed on it. They are going to show up. And then obviously the Super Bowl's there. Um, I don't know if it can get any crazier than it's been <laughs> the last few years. But Th if those... it can, this is going to be the year. So oh, the man. hole in ones last year were just bonkers, right? Bonkers. And then, you know, we left on we we we, did we left Wednesday on Friday. For, Right? No, I left on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You anyway, left. it's yeah. It, as the weekend goes on, it's only crazier. The Super Bowl there this year, you said, I think they're doing concerts at the 16th hole the weekend before. It's going to be a two week bender. We're going to come East Coast to West Coast. I can't wait to see how. <laughs> well, it's going to be okay. Listen, because we're leaving Fort Lauderdale on Sunday. So I'll fly back Sunday, recover it up. Ivy Monday, Tuesday, get my swims and walk in pickleball. I'll be ready to go. If I made it last year, I can make it this year because last year almost killed me. Ivy swims, pickleball. Pickleball that's the walks. Key. Okay. And there's a couple other things I can't say on the air here, okay. Steely Boy, but there's okay, a couple other you, things you, I get you going to. Okay, yeah. good. I, I'm going to need that <laughs> relax uh, you, you itinerary kind of listed out for me, please. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Steely, let's talk hockey, fellow. That's what we brought you here for first and foremost. But obviously, we're big fans of your golf game, sports betting. We used to have a group text going, me, you, and Big E. You got me on starting goaltenders. I played 10 years in the NHL, and I never thought about starting goaltenders, and now I check them religiously. That was a nice little tidbit you gave me, so thank you. But that's something you look into as a starting goaltender? Yeah, I mean, look, let me preface this. I, I'm a terrible gambler. We all um, are. And, but I, I love hockey, so I, I love digging in. And obviously, you know, anything can happen on game whatever. 31 of the season where, where it's just kind of chaos, but you don't know if they had the rookie party last night or whatever. You guys may get a little <laughs> insight into those things, but um, yeah, I mean, starting goaltenders for me, I certainly don't want to uh, be leaning on thinking I'm getting uh Shesterkin and I'm getting Halak, Halak, even though he's good. Halak's still good. Halak's so the drop cost off me isn't a few as big times there. This year. And honestly, Shesterkin has hurt me a lot this year too. The Rangers have so, hurt me. The whole team's yeah, hurt me. So I, under, I understand that. But it, it just in general, you, you want to know. And sometimes, like I was saying, there's like the backup goalie will be hurt and they're pulling up somebody. Uh, and From the jungle. Yeah, that you, you don't know if they're any good or not. And uh, so then that's the time to kind of roll the dice on those guys too. Yeah. And maybe then to look at the over, or the first period over or whatever. But I'm certainly not the guy you should be taking advice from. Well, I, I did. Not so I, I did. So yeah, yeah. I, I would never look at the starting goaltenders and I would get sizzled for that exact reason. I'm talking last year. Now I really Maybe at least just don't take my picks. You can take my theory. <laughs> Listen, take I take my advice, but don't take my picks. Yeah, big year, our, our boy. I'm like, you want no part of me this year, buddy. Last year, oh. I, last year I thought I had a pretty good feel for the league. I, I probably was up I, I, I kind of wasted in the final because I went into game five and put everything on the abs and they ended up losing that game. But I have no feel for the league this year. Like I'm getting roasted. The the games are insane. And I just, I tell him all the time, I'm like, Fuck. it's tough to bet on the outcomes of the games or the overs and unders. It is fun to ride hot players to ride shots on goal. So with DraftKings, like the, the little angles with the parlays and like, you know, knowing that this, you know, for example, Tage Thompson's going to shoot the puck from the half wall every time he gets it. and He's going to, you know, he's been putting the puck in the net every night or McDavid, like McDavid's starting to shoot the puck more. So if, if his over unders three and a half shots, you know, 80% of the time, he's probably shooting it that much. Right. Yeah. It's like, 
Do you do the we player props? Yeah, I do some player props. I'm usually not great at them, but uh, the other thing that's good, I know what the like the guys who are actually good at it do yeah. as far as the player props is they'll check the lines and they'll see when a guy is like moved up to the first power play unit or moved up to the first line, you know. So there may be like um, what the Kings um, like Kaliev has been moved up and he's been shooting a lot. Guy's got a so hacker. He's got a great shot. He's got a great shot. Probably great best shot, shot on the team, yeah. but they've been moving him up into the power play unit, moving him up on the, on the first line. And so he's just getting more opportunity. So in that case, that's a time to take a look at his, yeah. at his shots on goal and stuff too, or, or even a goal prop. Yeah. Matty Kachuk, if you're looking for shots on goal, Matty Kachuk's been hitting a lot of overs. He gets like five or six shots a night, Matty. He's yeah. putting pucks on the net all the time. And that and makes sense. Cause Florida's they're playing fast and yeah, they're coming They're They're starting to look better. I mean, I, yeah, we are. talked about Florida and I was like, it's going to take some time when you bring in a guy that just signed a big ticket and you lost a couple of guys and Ekblad got hurt, but I'm telling you, they're, they're starting to come They're starting to come and will be a tougher out in the playoffs in my opinion. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I mean, obviously I expected them to, to, be very good this year. I I didn't know if it was going to take a long time or not. Yeah. That's above my uh, <laughs> skill set to understand that. But um, it makes sense that they're starting to put it together now. Yeah, I picked them to win the Atlantic. I didn't know the Boston Bruins were going to win every game at home. Or the New Jersey Devils. Are How about if just, we would have just? The Devils are insane. They're playing so well. Those yeah, those are two teams you had kind of underneath yeah. trying to sneak in, and then yeah. now they're like, you know, good luck what, catching. What are up. you guys seeing with the Devils as far as like what's making them so good this year so far? You know what? It's a great question. First of all, their goaltending yep. has been better than anticipated. And Ken Danico actually said this to me at the start of the year because I, I called them out for being undersized up front, and mm. they still are. But their D is big. Their D is big and long with Hamilton and Marino they got from Pittsburgh and Smith, uh, Severson. So they have some good size on the back end. Dougie Hamilton's earning his contract, and they can fly. And you got to give yeah. Lindy credit rough. But I would say their goaltending has been better than expected. That's why they went on. But they got character, man. You see Jack yeah. Hughes' interviews. He's like, fucking, he's got swag. That's yeah. how you win. Like, yeah, they've, sure. yeah, they've all kind of got like another year under their belt. And it's just so huge in this yeah. league now that's turned into this offensive league and all these younger players having confidence. Like they need the first couple of years to kind of yeah. break in. Well, all those guys came out, I mean, right after they were drafted, right? They yeah. drafted all between Hughes and he sure. What were they both first overall? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're both first overall picks. Obviously, we know they're great. And then you get them to, they're probably what, only or something oh, yeah. now. I mean, Jack Hughes, no, I think, just turned 21, didn't he? Yeah, they, so there you, you go. You can finally go into the city. You can go to Due West and get drunk on Loops' town finally. <laughs> and we're like, we're 35 games into the season. We're going to see if like the way they're built will last 82 games yeah. and into the playoffs or if their leadership or, or mm-hmm. like if this youth that they have is just a, you know, they're, vi- they're vibing and they're yeah. running with like everyone doubted them. Yeah. Now they're playing like this. But like, it's going to be interesting to see if they keep it going, right? We think Florida's going to turn it around. With Boston, I mean, I would, I would think they're, they're, I mean, not that they're going to play at this level the entire year, but that they're more built to succeed, you know, at least long term. Like they're going to be more stable, not as many ups and downs. And then, I mean, some of the teams are just fully out of it already. Yeah. And you're right about Boston. They're not going anywhere. And I, I should have fucking known this. I watched them opening <laughs> night. I watched them opening night on TNT and Krejci jumped back into the lineup like he hadn't missed a beat. And I'm like, this team's good. I didn't think they'd be fucking sitting here at, you know, 23 and four, but I'm like, they're going to be a yeah. playoff team. They're not going anywhere. No, then they had McAvoy and Marchand come back yeah. at like 15 games in. So yeah, yeah, they're a team to beat. And Olmark's playing incredible. Incredible. What do you think about, because you're a longtime Kings fan, loved hockey for a long time. Obviously, we talk about physicality on this podcast a lot and. There's been some big hits lately, but like, do you miss fucking seeing a body? Do you miss Dustin Brown going in on the four check and trying to fucking put me in the third row? Or do you yeah, like the speed? I do miss that. You do, yeah. I do miss that. I mean, the speed's fun, but I, I, I mean, I grew up with the physicality. That's, that's to me, that's hockey. That's, that's what I like to see. And that's, a, I mean, you saw it more in the playoffs still last year, but the league has definitely changed a lot. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you guys know you talk about it all the time, but um, even just the way that it's being called, the types of players that are in the league, you know, there's a, there's a big difference. So I definitely miss that. I mean, when Brown first got into the league, it was crazy watching him play. Crazy. It I'm, was I'm so like, you're fun. Gonna, I'm going to knock this time, guy out. Every time there was a massive collision in a Kings game, it was always Dustin Brown every time. I mean, he led the league in hits. I think he was like doubling up the second guy. Oh yeah. Well, know, and, and by the way, Staples, Staples was always a good barn for hits, right? There's, there's different barns and you would know this. You finished your check a lot. Some barns are hard for to getting get. the stats. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Staples. I, some nights I'd be like, oh, I probably had two or three, seven hits. I'm like, here we go. 
Then you go into somewhere in Canada and there's some Johnny Tryhard up there. And I'm like, God, six hits one. You're like, fuck off. Yeah. So Brownie had a yeah. little bit of home, but yeah, yeah. But you're that right. Makes sense. Do you remember the hit against the Canucks? I, I wasn't on the team then where he hit, um, Sadine in front of the bench that changed the whole series. Yeah. It was one I versus do. eight. The year they won the cup. Yep. He hit him and the whole series fucking, they swept him. Yeah. Like he had that impact. He was, yeah. he was a beast. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I, that I do miss. Cause it definitely, I mean, you guys can speak to it better than I can, but just watching it, it changes all the momentum, those big hits and, and can change a series or just the game in the regular season uh, wakes the boys up on either side. It can, but I mean, I'm sure you guys have tons of stories about, you know, Oh, I, I took this guy down and next time it was uh, watching this guy in playoffs. I was, I was, the do- I was done. I was playing in Europe, but I would come home and watching this guy in the fourth line role in playoffs. I'm like, loops, this is must watch TV here. Yeah, like yeah. Updog is going Kamikaze style yeah. and trying to kill people. I'm yeah. like, it was one of my favorite playoff guys to yeah, watch. I love it. You guys would be at Coachella and I'm like, fuck, I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> we were wishing we were playing for the I'm cup. like, I know you're watching. I'm going to do something crazy out here tonight. Uh, was your face, first taste of hockey stealer at LA Forum, was it? Uh, yeah, Great Western yeah. Forum. Great Western, the Great Western, Western Forum. Forum. So I used to go, I would go to one game a year. So living in Idlewild up in the mountains, so two hours from the Forum, big trek, and uh, ball travels fucking far up there. Ball would travel far up there if there was a golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Idlewild. Um, but I used to get to one game a year when I was a kid. Um, my mom and dad would take me in, and um, and it was like the biggest. It was always around my my birthday and at the beginning of April, so right at the end of the season. And usually that was the end of the season for the Kings in those days. You know, in the late eighties, early nineties, uh, before Gretzky got there at least. Um, and so those were my first memories of going. The first games I ever went to were, were in the forum. Very, very cool stuff. I what love great I, Yeah. I love hearing people talk about like any, anyone in like this Southern California place and they talk about the Kings or like the Lakers back then, they would mm-hmm. be like, Oh yeah. Laker games were fun. Like whenever, but all the girls would go to the fucking LA Kings games cause they liked the hockey guys. Yeah. And then like, so if you wanted to go like, see where all the hot chicks were, you go to the LA Kings games. I'm like, I always thought that was pretty yeah, cool. That, and, and Updog got the great one on our podcast. Right. And I, and I kind of went digging. Like I was like, so, Hey, I was a forum club back in the day. Like, Hey, wait, I was, and he, he's the greatest player in the planet. The great one's not biting on my stupid question. <laughs> but when I go to concerts, it's one of my players. And I think about, imagine coming back here in the day, Wayne and the boys pulling up to the forum and the Lakers were sick back in the day. Like, that building to me is one of my favorite buildings. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, I've, I've been back for a couple concerts uh, recently and uh, I mean, now it's great for shows and stuff too. Yeah. A lot of good memories there from the Kings games when I was really young. The old form club. Eh? It's nice to get in there. A couple it's, cocktails. It's hey, a classy I, joint. I, it's now. a classy joint. Saw Arcade Fire there a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's nice. nice. Really good. Steely, let's keep, let's keep it. Sorry. I'm talking, let's, yeah. let's keep it going here with the bets, bud. You've been hammering the overs or what? Has that been your- I, I have been. I was telling you before uh, we started here that I feel like uh, it's starting to turn because I, I've started losing the overs now too. So uh, it, it was too <laughs> easy before that, you know, they and they kept, they kept sitting them there. I should have known because everything was sitting at six and a half. They weren't moving any of them to seven Yeah, and some of them were six, but a lot of six and a halfs and maybe they juiced the over or whatever, but then all of a sudden, now it started to turn. I I lost a couple last night. I lost a couple the night before. You know, seems like a little more uh, sanity in the in the uh, the scoring a little bit. Although I lost the one last night with the Kings when it was six nothing and there were six. <laughs> did you have six the, in the third? Did you have the Buffalo. under? Was it six in the third? Oh, no, yes. I had the over. Oh, I had, you had over the six over. and a half. Uh, six in the third. They scored six and third. It was zero zero going to the third. Yeah. Hockey's just so weird for that. Like I felt last night that, that there was just goals coming out. Well, I did watch the Ducks game and the Leafs, by the way, which was a seven nothing shit kicking. Um, but I was like, wow, this, this seems like a night where everyone's scoring goals, and it's like it just fluctuates. Yeah. But you're right. But I had that. Do I had you, that over, and then I had the Florida Columbus over last night, and that was four nothing. So if a team gets shut out, it's hard to yeah. get to the over. Yeah. Were you doing any first period overs? Uh, shout out to my boy Tom Riley. Last year, I, the only time I've ever been up first period overs last year. You talk about the Florida Panthers last year. I mean. One day I was at his house. They hit the first period over in literally two minutes. I'm like, "Fucking hey, up, dog! Who we got next?" It's a, it's a, it's a such a fun bet because it's such a quick hitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can literally end that in the first couple yeah. minutes of the game. Yeah. Um. So they're tougher, obviously. If they're they've been lining a lot of them at two now, which makes it a little tougher. It's got I my, know. It's, it's greasy. Two, the two's greasy. The two's greasy because it'll be two and like it might even be a plus, right? It might be like plus one ten at two, but. And it's, a, pu- it's a push three. at two though, right? Yeah, it's a push yeah. at two. So, but now they're, they're kind of leaning on like one and a half minus one sixty for like a game you might like, or, 
you know, so, but I do like those. Those are, I think those are great bats. I've seen some first period over, and you're bang on about the six and a half. So last year there was all time record in goaltenders played. It was over a hundred goalies played in the national hockey league. And it ended up being the average six goals a year. So we, we assume that it would be go down this year. Nah, averaging six and a half goals is the fucking average in the NHL. Maybe it's gone down a little bit. So you're bang on. That's, that's exactly what mm-hmm. it's been all year. But first period overs, I've seen somewhere if it was Avalanche and like say Oilers, where it's like minus two twenty first period over yeah. one and a half. You're like Jesus Christ! Yeah, if it's one and a, if they don't move it to two, it's gonna get. <laughs> they could get off to a slow crazy. start, maybe. Like that, you know? <laughs> that was another one I had the other night when because uh, there's a big trend with wild overs at home. Wow! So Look at when you. Edmonton goes, here we go. We got an insider. We, you don't want to. We might get time to work for the pod or up, yeah, yeah, I'll work for the pod. Sure. <laughs> Just as long as you don't expect winners, I can give you good trends and things. Yeah. You'll fit right in. Good. You'll fit right with us. If we got Oilers playing. In Minnesota, I got to be all over that. And then the game ended 2-1 the other night. So, you know, know, it couldn't be a bigger whiff. But I guess that's one that I got to take then the next time they do it. I just got to trust it and, and stick with it. Because yeah, anytime no. the Oilers are playing, you're interested. Yeah, right? Totally. And we talk about the Oilers a lot. Actually, Maxi was like, you guys talk about the Oilers every week. We're like, well, that's because they got the two best players on the planet. And the rest of the team is t- terrible. So, like, but you would <laughs> you would think going in there, like last night they played um, Nashville. Now you would think that would boom, they beat them fucking six, three, it goes over. Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying on and, that. Bat. And I thought about that too. If I was being smart, because it was the night before they're playing on a back to back, I go, well, they're probably going to go over tonight since it was two, one last night. What are the chances they're going to play another low scoring game? But see, of course, this is why I stink. I didn't <laughs> no, do that. Yeah. But you're so well calculated. So it's well a calculated. Thing. Yeah. Well, and they it. play Jack Campbell. He keeps a tight so scorecard. You, you knew Campbell was going to um, go up for you. Talk about the secret sauce though. in like being a winner in gambling, if, if we can win. Is there like a unit component to it? Is there like, you know, in blackjack, if you want to be a successful blackjack player, you have a, you have a unit that you're going to play when things are going rough. And maybe that's in gambling, like it's a $50 bet, whatever the hell it is. But then, okay, I'm vibing now. Where do we like hammer the fucking big unit, yeah, the big you, dog? You I mean, again, I am definitely not the person to be well, asking about this. Let's just say we're the I, best I gamblers. On the, yeah, what's system, the system here? Or at least that I believe would be the way that you should be doing it in order to win. I mean, you can't have a flat unit. I have, have a flat a, unit. If you have a flat unit, you can never win, in my opinion. You got to get that unit. <laughs> well, I, need I, you I need a Cialis. I need a Cialis. You can go you down. Got, you can you you make your basic unit, unit lower. So you make your basic, whatever you're betting now, make it lower, but then make it higher when you really like something, right? So your basic, let's move that down a little bit. <laughs> I don't like any games right now. I look at yeah, games well, now, I'm like, I don't know. I, I get don't scared. Know. You should probably just. Put your phone away and go yeah. to bed, and they maybe hit them the next night. Go play with my kids. I just go play with the kids. I'm like, I'm not watching. But Steely, so when you do that, and if you hit a low one, aren't you like, fuck, I should have put a thousand on that or whatever well, your course. big bet you're, is? You're always going to have runs where then you're like, oh, I'm losing all my big bets and I'm winning my smaller bets. I'm just saying I'm not good enough to hit 55% at minus 110. So we're going to no, lose. Who so is? I'm going to lose. So if I'm going to hit 48%, let's say, I'm going to lose really slowly. If, it's uh, a if painful I'm, death instead of I'm, a quick. T- it's a painful death, <laughs> but at least I'll have a chance to win if I'm going like, well, I got one unit here, but I got this is my big play tonight. I got three, or I got four, or I got you know whatever. And yeah, it, was, it, it killed me. It killed me with football last week because I I football. I had a great I had a great Sunday. I was eleven and five. Right, you go what? eleven and five, incredible. You've been sixteen incredible. bets on a Sunday. Yeah, I'm a little Good crazy for you. Eleven and five. And and I won half a unit because I lost my two biggest plays. Yeah, and what's so I the lost increment? Ten units on the two. Oh, so, so you're I going five x. Well, I went. Yeah, that one I went like I went. You like were six it. and four on one, and it was. What just, was the bet? You remember? Yeah, though this is then this again. This is why <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad. Yeah. They were both teasers, which oh, they teased you teasers right into a loss. Yeah. All my all my sides and totals were good. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, this is great. This what is was, what, this what was, was the game? What was? Did you remember the tease? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, it was the super square. It was a super square teaser. I was, uh, I it was a ten point teaser with yeah. uh, Ooh, ten point three Cowboys. Teamer. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys. Oh yeah, they yeah. they laid an egg. Yeah. They laid an egg. So it was Cowboys down to six and a half. And they won by four, or whatever. So See? then it was over in the first game. So and let- then it was Kansas City, and then Kansas City to the this week. So two Kansas City bets. It was as square as it could possibly be, but I. I figured the square on the tees is okay. Sometimes, I, so, clearly not. When you think football, like this year's the Texans, right? There's always one team every year. Like if you just bet trying the, to pick on, if them. you just bet yeah. the money line against the Texans all fucking year, yeah. But if you lose one, where it was like minus, I mean, those money lines in football get up to like minus seven hundred, yeah. 
Like you have to give your balls a real tug, but you could, you know, if you establish a team that's going to be win Shit. one game. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the balls to do it, but I'm just saying if anyone out there does. There's some big system with baseball where when you have, and I, I won't get the parameters exactly right, but it basically turns out to be like the Yankees or the Dodgers for the most part. Like funny. teams that are going to win 100 games. It's or so whatever. funny you said that. We used to do this, right? If you you go the first game of the series, yeah. you you ha- whack it on the money line. If they win, you're done for yeah, the series. That's right? what we did. And if you lose, you double it up. And then but the problem the is they're minus game. 250 or whatever each game. So then you're, it's, it's really dicey. You got to be ready to... <laughs> I got a story about this. Yeah. We're at Loops' golf charity golf tournament in Edmonton, and this is the year where he just put me on a par three. And we're doing this system with the A's, with right? the Yankees and A's. They lose the first game, mm-hmm. we double it. They lose the second game, we double it. They lose it. There's a four game set. So now I'm sitting on this tee box trying to like <laughs> shake hands and take pictures. And I'm like, what's the score of that fucking Yankees A's game? And they won. I never still got all my, but yeah, that, that, that's a system if you just hit it. But if you don't, you got to. As soon as you lose a four game series like that, you're crippled. You can never recover. No, I was crippled. And this is like, I hadn't made any real money yet. Like I was just like, I was like three years in the league and I'm betting more than I should be. And I just remember that. But it, for the most part, I think it works. Well, and it gets to be more than it should be if you're laying minus 200, minus 250, whatever. And then you're doubling it. It starts to get way out of control. Yeah. And I said this, I, I, if you bet against, you know, the Dodgers win 100 games every year. But they're, they're winning half their games, so you're still going to come out because the money lines you lose are going to sting you more than the 100 wins you're going to get, yes. right? So you got to, yeah, you're, you're not going you to come out ahead. Spots. Yeah, are, you, uh, are you fantasy football uh, starts this weekend? Fucking are you in, in, in the playoffs? So in, you I, I got two leagues. Yeah. I'm in the playoffs in both leagues. One of them I had the, uh, the first team, so I got to buy. The other one, I had to grind it to get into the playoffs all the way through the Monday night game. It was insane. And I was grinding. There were four of us tied for two spots to get in the last two. And I needed one guy to lose and I needed to win. And there were guys all over both teams. And so like Tyler gets hurt. That that helped me because I was against Tyler. So then I was going to win. But then I had to grind out. uh, The other side, uh, I needed James Conner to not go crazy. And he was going crazy. So he was scoring all sorts of points. And at one point I was projected to miss the playoffs by 0.01. And like, it was, it was chaos, but I got in, snuck in. So I got a couple this week. What about fantasy hockey in that? I've done fantasy hockey before. I didn't have guys to do it with. I had about six guys that I did it with, uh, tour players and I whacked them so bad that nobody ever <laughs> well, wanted see, to do you it brought, again. You brought your little inner fucking hockey guy to it. Yeah. Your inner yeah. authority, inner fucking yeah. up. Well, and the thing with fantasy <laughs> hockey, where, where it's different too, is I was managing the shit out of it. Right. Because they, Oh, I'm going to pick this guy up because he's got three games this week and the other guys, you know, and so you yeah, just like adjust in that stuff. And all the other guys are going, what do you mean? I'm used to just setting my lineup on Sunday morning and being done. Yeah. You know, so. well, even fantasy football, though, you got to Like I, I missed the playoffs for the second straight year. Uh, I'm a, I'm aggressive GM, but injuries, man, every year when your team, yeah. when your fantasy team gets banged up, you're like, I, I have no fucking chance. Your, I got your first four guys off waivers. Hurt. Yeah. I'm like, your first couple is, picks get hurt. You're done. Right. I traded for two wide receivers. They got hurt right when I traded for them. And I'm like, I'm fucked now. I'm fucked. One of my buddies has a crazy league where each team plays each other every week as far as like, and then you have to you pay out. I think at one point he had, it was him and three other guys that are on the team. And at one point they're down 55. Wow. Playing fantasy what a football. League. Yeah. Crazy, so you play, so you're basically playing like if there's eight teams, you're playing seven teams yeah. every, every week. Yeah. And so if you're, if and your team lays an egg, you go oh yeah. and seven for the week. So you might lose seven grand or whatever, you know, if you're wow. playing a thousand, it was just like a, He's like, you want to buy it on this? And I'm like, no, I do not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah, yeah. interested. Thank I might want some action. Man. You're like, I'm my number, Scotty and Mr. Curfew.com. Yeah, no. The, my, Mackenzie Hughes, a uh, good uh, colleague of yours. Oh, that was tw- a great tweet. Tweeted out yesterday. He's like, at this time, uh, I'm going to, you know, I love the game, but I got to step away from the game. It's been too hard on my family. And uh, so I'm going to retire from fantasy football. <laughs> and I was like, I fucking hear your fella. I, I was reading it going, what in the fuck? I know he got me too. Yeah. My but, wife used to hate fantasy football more than anything and then now she hates just my everyday gambling more than fantasy. she's <laughs> yeah. like i don't even hear about like, fantasy see? football yeah. anymore you're just gambling on everything all the Told time you this so. fantasy stuff yeah. wasn't so bad now you got <laughs> yeah, me into this exactly. no i say my ex would be like uh, you know are you gambling again on the game I, yeah just it's part of the job just and i write a little bit here or there yeah. and, then, and then she caught on as the more relationship went on she's like you don't you have a, a lot. Huh? You don't have a problem, do you, Shane? I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think so. It's I don't only think a problem so. if you lose. <laughs> yeah. Last year I was winning too, so I was like, no, we got this is a lock. Don't worry, this is a lock. So, no Steve, such thing. Yeah, let's talk some LA Kings, buddy. Uh, I love talking hockey with you. Right now, your Kings are sitting third in the Pacific Division. 
I love what they did last year. I love Todd McClellan, them getting the playoffs, taking the Oilers to seven. And mm. if they wouldn't have switched McDavid and put Drysdale together, the Kings may have got by them. But what have you thought about the Kings so far this year? It's, it's, it's a different kind of team. Yeah, very different. I mean, it's a far cry from the cup teams where it was just fully lock it down, you know, when they were playing you boys and just being like, we're, we're going to grind you hard, big body, physical, you know, uh, we'll try to win a two to one game. That's uh, obviously that's not the way the league's going anyway, but uh, the Kings were, I don't know if they were kind of the last to adopt the the more modern game or or what, but they've, they've certainly added pieces that are more skillful. They obviously Rob Blake, I think has done a great job, gotten a bunch of pieces, bunch of picks drafted well. Um, so I think the, the trend arrow is certainly going up. It's weird to watch it now because you feel like they need to score five or six goals in the game. So it, it's a little strange. And they have been scoring a lot this year, which is nice. And that's, you know, for a long time, it was like, if they got down two goals, I don't know if they can come back. Now it's like everything's up for grabs, but, you know, they're not going to be able to really lock it down either. So maybe they need... I don't know. I, I, they need, uh, they what, need a what do you think more, of the Fiala deal? I really like that. Seven year, 55 bananas. Uh, I, I mean, like the deal, to take some of his money in the golf course. Yeah, the deal, the deal is crazy. But anytime you get a chance to add a piece like that, I think you got to do it. And they were certainly lacking that. There had yeah. been a long time since. Since a gabber came in. Yeah, since yeah. anybody had come in and it, since they'd been drafted or traded for a guy that was like. Super fast. Skilled. Yeah, just a major difference maker. And, and when you know. Like last year, the best line was really the second line, you know, with Deneau and Arvidsson. And so you got to put somebody up there with Kopitar to give him, you know, that extra pop, I think. Yeah, no, and, and everything you said about Blakey, I would agree 100%. They are farther ahead sitting here today than I thought they were going to be mm. three years ago when we talked or whatever, or when I started getting in this business. I think they've lost their blueprint, though. Like, mm. to me, Todd McClellan came in there and said, we're going to check. You know, the, the, the best game I've seen the Kings play this year is they went into Edmonton and won a 2-1 game where Edler stood up and need McDavid and the Oilers did nothing. And they grind them down. Doughty was chirping the bench. Quickie was kicking. I'm like, that's the team that's going to get back in the sure. playoffs. Yeah. You go out and get Fiala. You know, to me, Steeler, their back end's not good enough right now, right? Yeah, like, to, to me, I look at this team right here and I'm like, that D to me, I, I, th I think they've lost their structure of, hey, boys, we're going to, we got two shutdown centermen. We don't need to score six fucking goals. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, but to me, that when I watch them play, I don't think they're, I don't think they can run and gun like they're doing. Yeah, they might I have totally the agree. best. They might have the best shutdown center in the league. They got two of them in Kopitar yeah. and that French yeah. guy. I hate. Dan, Dan I think I he's. Hate I think he's. He's been incredible. He's been Buck, incredible. He's the best there is. So Blake last year getting to know and getting Arvidsson. Arvidsson I mean, was a great pickup. Too. They both did incredible last year. Way above what I would have expected. Definitely the back end needs a little help. I love Dursey. I think Dursey's fantastic. Jersey's, I love his game. He's a kid I would have went right up to and punched in the yeah. face as hard as I could have with yeah, my glove on. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but I love, but, his, I love but his game. If you were playing alongside Jersey, oh. see, that's, and that's the balance that I've love always it. loved. I is love we, let's put the puck moving defenseman and then let's put the, the tough checking defenseman and yeah. let's put them together. The guy who's always going to be in position and the guy that can make, go make a play. I would just go and, D to D to him all night. Say, go skate, kid, yeah, skate, because he can fly. That's it. Because, I mean, I love that part of it. And to have a guy that can skate like that is fantastic. And to put him with Dowdy. Um, you know, they don't play together, but to, to have that is great. But then I don't think there's a balance there as far as what they need. Yeah. Like the nine, eight game against the crack, right? <laughs> you know, my boy Cooley's tweeting the best game ever. I'm sitting there like texting this guy going, this is it's fucking horrendous. embarrassing. Like, what do you think as a long time guy that knows the game, knows the Kings, you don't want to see a nine, eight game. Do you? No, I don't want to see it. I, I mean, that maybe that's, uh, you know, I'm the old guy, get off my lawn type thing. I, <laughs> I don't need, I don't need two to one either, but I mean, no, that no. Was, that was just, that was insane. I mean, I think the game is best when it's like four, three, that's, that's when yeah. I think the most exciting, exactly. they're scoring. There's always exciting chances and plays and whatever, but it's uh it doesn't need to get out of control like that. It was a weird game. It was fun to see once, you know, Yeah. but cause I think I turned it on and it was like, it was five, four maybe or something. And then it was just, I was watching going back and forth and it's like, it's going in on both sides. Nobody could make a save. Nobody was in position. Nobody's making a check. It's just yeah, like, I was what, just what like is this is crazy. It's like an NFL game being 77 to, you know, 50. Yeah. It's like, it, come on, guys. There is defense also to yeah. being a professional. At least slow them down a little. Yeah. In like, the in football aspect, like, remember the game with Mahomes and uh, was it the, the Rams back when the, on the Monday Night Football where they just went back and forth? I think it was probably two years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Stafford and the Rams versus Mahomes, and yeah. they just went, and it was great, but I was like, I wouldn't mind a stop right now. Yeah. I wouldn't right? mind a nice defensive play where yeah. you knock it's it down. It's worse, though. Like, 9-8 is like a it's fucking insane. huge scoring yeah. football game. It's yeah. like 150 to yeah. 160 it would be every in basketball. Time, every time you touch the ball, it's a touchdown in the first three. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, that would be that would be the only equivalent. That UCLA, uh, UCLA-USC game this year, that was, that was a... Barn burn. Talk about yeah. getting rinsed. I got rinsed on the SC game against yeah. the Pac-12 champion. Like, no lube. Just how are you? Yeah. <laughs> when they lost to Utah. Updog's team. Updog loved Utah all year. All year, and then so I, I bet, bet USC. Utah to win the Pac-12 at, I remember where I was, because I was listening to a podcast at the first playoff event. So I do the podcast, uh, the gambling podcast I do all day, every day, especially when I'm practicing and stuff. Perfect. Perfect yeah, stuff. Yeah, Hotel yeah. room, car, practice whatever Sick. all over them yeah so uh i had listened to one that said they really loved utah to win the pac-12 this year so i bet utah to win the pac-12 at at memphis last well, year do you remember plus what what was it plus plus 160 i think okay nice and and i liked it at the time and then obviously as the season went on i went oh this is dead like it's yeah. got no shot and then obviously it came back to be a winner so only you, plus 160 yeah it was only plus 160 huh. i at, at that time we didn't know what USC was going to be. Yeah, 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 for sure. So people thought like, ah, this isn't really going to work or certainly like it's not going to work to the level that it did. And then by the time we got to the Pac-12 championship game, it's like, oh, USC, Here we go. they're the team, right? I that mean, Kincaid is a the, the tight end. Yeah, they like, had great tight ends and great, and great D. And the quarterback was tough. Yeah, he had a tough. Love a tough quarterback. But he had his money on SC. <laughs> I woke up from a nap. I was like, "Fuck!" It was but Friday golf. I woke SC. up from a nap and I got home, and then I missed the first half bet. And then, of course, everyone's like, "Oh, USC's smoking them." You know, two touchdowns in the first whatever quarter, and then I'm like, "Ah, I might as well jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to meet everyone anyway." Yeah. Anyway, uh, bad beat. <laughs> bad dog stick with your beat. Gut, hey, let me ask you because we talked about golf earlier, but and I forgot I had this written down. The under the lights, Tiger Woods, Rory, Spieth, and the boys. Did you like that? And do you think this under the lights thing is something that can catch on? I would I would love to see it more. And I think for TV, it gives people like I like to watch TV at night. It's hard to watch golf all during the day. You not think when you're hungover, it's not. You think it's something <laughs> that can catch on? Like, will there be maybe a, an event or two every year that can do under the lights? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think it's really cool. I would love to play under the lights. I think yeah. that's super fun. I mean, in places with good weather, you yeah. know, Southern California would be a perfect place to be able to yeah. do that. Um, Palm Desert would be really fun. Fuck you know, yeah. I think they have some little like executive courses and things like that. Um, I mean, like a fucking, it's good TV event too, yeah. right? It's like a good. Yeah. So the, the only problem I have with, the match is it's just it moves so slow. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. the match. I want yeah. a fucking tournament. You under want the a lights. tournament under the lights. Like I you want, want like you want the full a field WGC under the lights, under the lights yeah. where it's like you know maybe the first two rounds are during the day yeah. or make the a first cut weekend make a cut under the weekends the under the lights. Yeah, that'd be cool. And he wants Rufus to soul play yeah. on the 18th green, and yeah. he has a table there. He's ready I, mean, I don't know if we have to talk about it, but I think the live is on to it with the concerts and shit. And like waste management open should be. A once a month thing for the PGA. Yeah. It should be a party every fucking tournament. In fairness, there are more and more concerts all the time, which is is pretty awesome. So we've yeah. got. Um, I mean, I went at Safeway last year in Napa. We went to uh, or Fortinet. Now I guess I should get the name right. But well, it's the Safeway when, when you, you got want two, to, when, when you, you want to two trophies at home and say Safeway, whatever you want. I went to see Weezer up there. That was super fun. I love Weezer. Gwen Stefani's playing Palm Desert this year, which I thought was a. I mean, that's a cool. huge deal. Yeah. I don't think she does that much stuff. She's playing on the driving range. At, I at might the try to Express. slide out for that. I've never been out for that. Maybe well, what's the date of that tournament? Still? It'll be a- uh six, 16th is the Monday of January. Okay. And then, so the tournament starts on, uh, what is that? The 19th. And- yeah. I might have never been out to that. I might slide yeah. out for that. Gwen's on the twentieth. If you're looking for, so you do, I do that, like Gwen. You're gonna do that for Lauderdale, then the waste man. There you go. I'm going to Vegas weaker. January 14th for a boy Billy Quinn for UFC Apex. I can't oh, wait. Nice. I love Billy so Quinn. So is it that? Yeah, yeah. I nice. love Billy Quinn man. too. Um, real quick to tag his match thing. Trevor Emmelman kept talking about how the grass is wetter at night or something. Is that a truth? Like, is that true or? I mean, it depends probably depends on the climate, but yeah. yeah like he's like, yeah. if the ball wouldn't spin as much, maybe, or I, I, yeah. I was like, Trevor. I think we can get over that. Everybody's like, playing the same time. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Trevor, we like a little wet, eh? But you can never play what she's doing in the morning, Trevor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> hey, we don't mind her wet there, Trevor. Yeah, come on, bud. <laughs> <laughs> kind of game you play in there, Trevor. <laughs> hey, uh, Steely, back to the Kings here, fella. I want to talk about their goaltending situation. Cal mm. Peterson got put on waivers. A kid that I got to know a little bit and I was kind of rooting for and just hasn't found his game, but like, Quickie here, like they're putting a lot of pressure on him. Like, I, I he's gonna yeah. his jersey's gonna be in the rafters yeah, at, sure. at crypto, but like, 
Is that a concern as a Kings fan, the goaltending? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, the hope was always that Cal would be the guy to take over for quick. And like he had the pedigree, or at least that's the way it was explained to me, that he could be incredible. So I was always hoping that that as Quick decided that his career was winding down, that Peterson would take more of the load away from him. Now, what what I think is interesting to what happened here is Quick played incredible last season. Yeah. Like he had a resurgent year, played awesome, whether that was based on injuries or whether, you know, whether he's healthier last year, whatever happened, he played incredible. And so I think the expectation was maintain that level. And I don't know if that's realistic or not at this point, um, but they certainly don't have anybody coming up to do that 1A, 1B type thing or to start taking some of the load off of him. So I don't know what what the deal is, but it's definitely with that with that D and then to yeah. have that kind of goaltending, it makes it makes it tough. You look at the best teams, most of them are doing kind of a 1A, 1B or they just have an absolute stud. Yeah, like Vasilevsky. Yeah, they're going to roll him out there 55, 60 times, right? And just. Yeah, and that's the thing last year coming down the stretch. You know, Daryl Evans, the guy that wears nice bow ties for you, he comes on our our Cooley show a lot on SiriusXM. And it was actually Jim Fox who I was talking to. And I was like, it's Quickie's net from here on in, right? He's like, absolutely, it's Quickie's net. And then talking this year with Daryl Evans, I just said, like, Quickie can still be there if you need him, but you you need Kyle to take a little. Like, you can't run Quickie out there 55 times this year and expect him to be able to get you through four rounds of playoffs at the end of the yeah. day right so it's unfortunate for the kings is what i'm saying because cal peterson they invested in them and it sucks they just go all the way i think it's a good job by blakey setting them all the way down and restarting over right you got to start over but it's just something i think is going to hurt the kings moving forward but yeah definitely um so th- that's scary i mean it definitely hurts their their playoff chances this year and, and, and you know the hope was after going seven with edmonton last year that they would have like all the guys that that were young that had never been to the playoffs before would get that taste and get that feel for it and improve and and then that they would be able to make it back there this year and maybe be ready to win a round. I mean that yeah. would that would have been my no, and, goal for the season. And you're right about me and I'll be talking about experience a lot, right? We both played, you know, I'll be played a few more playoffs games than me, but I played 40 some playoff games. Like you get more experience in a seven game series than you do playing 50 NHL regular season games. Yeah. Right ups, would you agree yeah, with that? Like yeah, you play 100%. a seven game series. You mature as a player and you realize, holy fuck, this yeah. is what it takes. And then you watch like, you watch Kopitar, you watch Doughty, you watch these guys who are like, they understand how hard it is to get here and they've been there and they've won. But that dial changes for those guys and young guys pick up on that, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, wow, the level of play is picked up. But I'm now watching like Kopi understand that these moments don't come around all the time. Like this is what yeah, hockey's all about. Exactly. And then you strive for that. But you need to get there in order to. Yeah, you and do. you need to feel the intensity. Yeah, right. You it's need to crazy. feel like it's... when you might, you know, my first playoff series was at the old Prudential Center in Jersey, yeah. where I watched the Devils win Stanley Cups when I was a yeah. kid, and I come out there and first shift, I'm like, whoa, this is this is okay. new. Okay, here we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. This is the guys that don't finish their check are finishing their checks and yeah. they're dumping right. it on me, and I'm yeah. like, holy fuck! So they can't they can't keep this level for 82 games. No, they'll die. it's like we yeah. got t- we got ten <laughs> we got two weeks here to yeah. see who's the better. And, right. as and I, after that, we'll recover. And then as I got into my, my, my years in Vancouver and Nashville, where I was a veteran and the playoffs started, I would look at guys and be like, fella, like Wayne Simmons. First, we played them Vancouver, LA. I, Simmons was a young kid. I said, you ain't getting out of this series without me fighting you. I guarantee you. I don't care if it goes seven or if you sweep us or we sweep you, you're fighting me. And sure enough, game six, we're up like eight, one. He's like, all right, let's go. And I was gassed. I, didn't, I talked up. You never fight at the end of a shift when you're gassed. And Simmer asked me to go. I'm like, all right, I got to go because I called this kid out. But up, you know, as well as anyone, you're a great playoff player. When you look across the ice in game one, you're like, you got me for every other night for two yeah. weeks, buddy. Bring it. it it's just it's completely yeah. different. And I'm with you. The experience they got in that. And that's why Steeler, like, I think they, for, you know, they bring in Fiala and they're okay. Now Fiala's with Kopitar and they forgot yeah, what but got you, him there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you even said this too. They had a good, like we're talking about the blues, right? They yeah. had a good run. They won a cup. Like it's in, in the Hawks. Yeah. The Hawks in LA is perfect. Like no, where they're like, Fuck. I mean, through our career, that yeah, like yeah. that, and and that playoff series, it's funny. We we beat them in six, and we're sitting on the back of the bu- bus heading to the airport, and we said that team's coming. Like Luongo's like that quick is going to be unbelievable, mm-hmm. and it was we were sitting with Will and Mitchell like that team is coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the rest is history. Right? Yeah. Two cups, and yeah. we got them when they just that was their first playoff experience. Yep, they got a taste of her. You know, I still let Richie. And, I still were, let Richie and Stoli know who got him, and they say, "Oh, not serious, Stoli." Maybe he goes two cups. Over. I say, "Oh yeah, sorry, right. that's um, Steely, we have a segment on this uh, this guy Fox podcast, and the guy that we've talked about a long time is Adrian Kempe. There was two guys when I went back down to the jungle, Drysital and Kempe, where I went on a face off, and I said, "Hey, you guys are in the wrong fucking league." 
Dry settle went up the next week, and we know what happened. Kempe took a little bit longer, but man, he's found his game, right? Like when I watch the Kings play, the way he carries the puck, I mean, he's he's big part of that squad. Yeah, he's incredible. And obviously, it took a little bit of time with him. Um, I think we've talked about this off the air before, yeah. as far as you know, when he was first coming up, we were expecting him to score a lot. And I was hoping this is the new guy that's going to put the puck in the net and whatever. And it, it did take a while. And then I kind of looked back at his career and he, he hadn't done that at any level. He hadn't scored a ton. Mm-hmm. And then as of last year, all of a sudden, he's incredible. Incredible. I and- mean, the speed, the shot, like he had 30 whatever goals last year. I mean, that was a such a leap for him, such a, a move forward that um, I mean, and exactly what we needed at the at the right time yeah and we would talk about it when i would see him play golf and for me it was his compete and consistency right like some nights i turn on a king's game and i'd be like this guy's the best player on the ice then i'd watch him for two weeks i'm like this guy's not even trying so to me it was like and it takes guys longer than other guys but he's found that consistency and night in and night out and todd mcclellan and that blakey they can lean on him now and he's fun to watch. For he me, is. when I tune in, I'm watching. I'm watching number nine. I like watching. Yeah, him. yeah he's a young Kopi. Sweet. Kopi yeah. was the same way. Yeah. Like, but I, although Kopi matured and won cups early, but same style and he's got swagger. Wants yeah. the puck. Good hair. Oh, good hair. Goes no bucket. Good style. <laughs> that looks like Medano out there. I was just gonna say his jersey flaps. It flaps. It's like if he wore that old school tack, he'd be looking like Mikey Moe out there. He's got to work on his tan a bit, eh? Mikey I mean, Moore looks on the beach tan. too. What the fuck? I know, the Swedes doing? though, they don't they don't tan up. Landy, Landy's white as skin. Looks shirt. so good all the time. Probably <laughs> skin, you know. Good skin. Stay out of the sun. Steeler, last guy I want to ask you about about on the Kings here is a good Cali boy, Trevor Moore, a mm. guy that I love playing. He's a California boy. As a as a legit Kings fan, you must love watching him compete, right? I, he gives it every night. I love it. I mean, he works so hard. He's it, it's been he's really been way more than I ever thought he could be. No pun intended there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh he 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 plays hard. He's he's getting getting goals, getting points, uh making stuff happen out there. I mean, it that's the kind of spark plug that that's really fun to have on the team that I that I really enjoy. And so, I mean, I I think he's been uh way better than advertised and and that was a deal that Blake made from Vancouver, right? At well, he got him from Toronto. From Tr- he oh, traded from Toronto. That's right. that's right. who the fuck did they trade? Was that part of the Muzzin deal? Yes, it was. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, they wow. got Dursey, not a baby. They got Sean Dursey, who we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, Trevor Moore, and I think they might have slid a first round pick out of yeah, fucking Kyle Dubas there. Too. Yeah, but and I love Muzzin. You talk about the glory days where they won those yeah. cups. The second Muzzin. one, Muzzin yeah. was a big part of it. I love his huge game. part. Yeah. Uh, I loved how he played. And there's a guy that was always in position, strong on the puck, finishes check, contributes some goals. Yeah. Um, Played golf with him a couple times. He's a good How player. How is he a good stick? Yeah, yeah. He's he, just super good dude. What's his handicap? Can he take me down? Who do you want in the clutch? Mir and Muzzin. Come on, bud. <laughs> Steely! Come on, Steely! Hey, keep uh, hitting that fade. You're going to be good, man. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen in. the new fade, I, so I just maybe can't you can get him. But I, I would I definitely have to lean to Muzz there. Sorry. Fuck, that's all right. Um, <laughs> I, shady so can, I can't play a Shady Canyon. I like Big Canyon. I, I, it's bushes my, are too high right off the tee. Just, I don't know. It's you just. Gotta, you got to get that launch up. I, I like when I get to Big I like a Shady when I get to 11. I can hit 7 with on 11. I can hit. No, no, no. It's 12. 12. 12. I can hit 7 with yeah, on 12. Nobody I can hit 11. No, I can hit 7 with on 13. 12, 13. Yeah. The par 16, 4. Uh, the par 3 is hard up the hill. But then I got the one down the hill, 16. You know, I can kind of scrape it around there. And then 18, I usually blow a bomber left. Bomber left, and I'm out of the hole. Yeah. And I'm cheering on the boys. That's it. How about my hole in one on seventeen with the boys? Oh, Steeler. So that was that's the most epic celebration that I've ever Thank been a you. part of on the golf. I course. didn't like it because it closed out the match. One eighty eight seven iron. I mean, seven I iron. He hit drew it, it into a back left pin. So yeah. Oppie being a lefty, he's drawn it in kind of over the canyon there. Yeah, landed. Risky. It was a it, it was, was a pure so shot. It was oh. pure. a pure shot. For landed, a rolled too. out, and then full yard sale. <laughs> oh, it was a Shit chaos. flying everywhere. <laughs> hats and clubs and all sorts of stuff it was me we got some good pictures us three pens and loops right yep us three pens and loops yeah playing a fire do you ever see pens kicking around shady i haven't seen pens in a while no he's been probably a couple years yeah (laughs) he's down some rabbit hole right now just uh all pens you know we love you he's not listening i want to get him in here but i can't i don't think i don't know if i got his number anymore i guess i dm him maybe we'll get we'll get him in here we can do that big pens i think he's living in la i think he moved up to la that's what i heard it's funny i bumped into his mom and sister at the whole classic at newport yeah yeah like where's dustin like oh he's up in la we just came down for the 
His sister actually was running the event. So okay, oh. yeah, I played golf with her. She's good. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. can play. Did she beat me to her? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Steely, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Come on. My game's coming around. It's coming around. So stay with it. Stay with it. You know, you know who you can beat. Who? He won't like me saying this. Loops. But no, Sean Thornton. You can beat Thornton. <laughs> I'm scared Thornton would beat me up. We yeah, saw him you last. Don't, you don't want to mess with him. We saw him last year at MSG. We were doing some stuff for Good Life, and you know he looks like he could be the UFC <laughs> fucking welterweight <laughs> champ the, of the, the world. The thing that I love about Thornton is, and this goes back to the whole hockey culture and everything. But if I told him like I was in trouble and I need him to kill somebody for me, yeah. he, I think he yeah, would do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think he would be like, no problem, I got it. Did I ever tell you this, the fucking Thornton story? So it's it's. It's the year I make the team. And I played against Thornton in the minors when he was in Thornton. And we're doing the Wingate test. So the Wingate test is 30 seconds where they drop three quarters of your body weight and you just give her. And Thornton's first, he's ahead of me. I'm next after Thornton. They drop this thing and Thornton's got his shirt off and he just, ah, next thing you know, the fucking left pedal goes, the right pedal goes, the fucking handlebars. He's like, fuck me, you fucking kidding me? I'm like, fuck is going on here? When do we go to the ice? I'm like, he broke the bike. I'm like, Thornton, you broke the fucking bike. Thank you. I don't have to go and then he, I was like, am I out? Does that mean I'm out? They're like, no, we got more bikes. And then Thornton had to do it again. He was fucking like, he the one guy doing the test from like UC Irvine was like, sorry, man. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's just shredded. I'm like, Wolverine. You look like Wolverine. I'm like, holy Christ. Oh, he's such a monster. I love, I love Th- the guy I so love much. Thornton. I love him so. <laughs> Steeler, I can do this all day with you, buddy. We appreciate you coming in here and taking the time. You've always been a good friend of the podcast. Uh, good luck. Stay healthy. It's like the up dog. Just keep, keep bomb, keep bombing, bombing that driver. Keep bombing, buddy. keep bombing, bombing that like driver. Yeah. Yeah. Bombing like uppy. So thank you, fella. Thanks boys. Anytime. Love to come back. My man. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.